Hello, hello, Yumi's Gemma. My name is Raquel, and welcome to Your Own Magic, a podcast for the creative and the curious soul. This one is for those who would love to learn a bit more about tarot. And I'm also going to do a single card tarot reading since this is a collective message. It's a little difficult. It might not be the same to do the past, present, future since obviously we all are, our paths are a little different. Our paths are a little different, but I'll tell you what, I'm using the Rider Waite tarot deck, which has been eerily spot on for me. It kind of creeps me out sometimes, especially with the past and the present part of it I'm like what in the world or depends on what kind of layout I do I'll talk about the layout so I want to actually dive a little more into the tarot but first before I do if you are interested in some of my handmade jewelry from natural crystal quartz creating these necklaces have been truly a treat and if you are interested in them feel free to check them out at eyesofaspen.com i have necklaces and earrings i've made a variety of different kinds of necklaces but i decided to keep it simple and just choose one kind of necklace to go with for right now and then i also made a variety of different types of earrings and i chose one pair of earrings that i'm going to go with for right now and just see if you guys like them so with that said, feel free to check out eyesofaspid.com. I'm selling them for 22 bucks, and I'm so happy to send you some. I am very excited about that. Side note, I have three dogs near me. They are sleeping, they are snoring, they are breathing loud. <laughs> anyway, now, first I feel like we should just talk about tarot a little bit. I did talk about the difference between oracle and tarot last week, especially since I've been pulling more oracle decks because I love the openness for intuitive interpretation and flexibility but also i mean tarot you really can too some people are sticklers i do think there might be a little bit of a little bit of egos in tarot saying that it's very rigid they kind of have more dogmatic practices but i think that there is always room for flexibility and interpretation depending on how the person might be feeling or the messages they might be hearing for themselves when they pick a card. But anyway, it's a cartomancy in the divination system. And so this mystical deck, it has a total of 78 cards and it's divided into the major arcana, which are the VIPs of the deck, and the minor arcana, which are basically the everyday players. And it's like having a cast of characters ready to tell the story of your life or help you find meaning and clarity. I mean, does tarot really give you a clear answer? I would say not always because it's like you are trying to decipher a riddle. And over time, you'll see that the cards guiding you might guide you through some of life's challenges, life's mazes. So of course, as well, when we're asking a question emotionally, I feel like sometimes we might have an opaque answer. It can fog our vision some. And so sometimes we're too close to the problem to see what's really in front of us. However, at the same time, tarot is kind of that no-nonsense friend who tells it like it is, you know, even if it happens to sting a little. And that's why it's so helpful. When life is full of missing puzzle pieces, tarot will step in to help us reveal hidden motives or unspoken intentions. And so it's not just the who, what, where, and when kind of deal. I mean, tarot will throw at us the why for good measure. So forget the misconception that it's just fortune telling or mind games because tarot's the wise friend who spills the cosmic tea, offering a full picture that's as clear as the mountain stream. And so can it predict the future though? I would say yeah. I would say, yeah, it definitely can. Sometimes it's like staring into a crystal ball 
and other times it's just a slow burn. So the future, it's not etched in stone, as you know, but every choice that we make narrows a path, and tarot is basically our time-traveling guide that helps us. But, okay, let's be honest, when tarot readers say, yeah, I could tell you the future, but remember the future is not set in stone, we can often get confused because it seems a little contradictive, but they'll still continue to give a predictive tarot reading. Well, predictions, I believe, are in tarot's DNA. There's, of course, divination versus fortune telling. So divinations, they are basically this quote-unquote cosmic hotline to the universe or God or spirits, your angels, your spirit guides, whatever. It's like, it's a way to connect with them. As some of you might know, that people who are religious might feel that fortune telling is devilish since the Bible singles out fortune telling as being evil. And so divination is actually going a step beyond that because it's a word that provides a more positive connotation, sharing that you are connecting with a higher power, a good power. You're not tapping into any sort of dark arts or bad vibes. You're just truly connecting. It's just a moment of connection between you and the universe, like how people who are religious might pray or people who are not religious might pray, you know, but it's just another tool to help you receive messages clearly. So it's not evil. I mean, of course, evil is in the eye of the beholder, right? But tarot's a divine chat with the universe, seriously, it's uh, or with the supernatural. So whether that happens to be good or bad depends on your intentions, I'd say. What are the reader's intentions in this? And if you know that you're not doing this for any evil reason, then, I mean, of course, evil's not going to come from that. Of course, there are people that think that there are certain decks that are a bit more sinister because of the creator's reputation, but I also want to note that uh, the creator of the, the writer tarot, Arthur Waite, he was Christian, and so that's why that deck is littered with Christian symbols and emblems. So, you know, some people might be more comfortable with that. So just choose the cards that you connect with. It's that simple. It's just a deck. It's not a ticket to the underworld. <laughs> and there are many kind of decks, by the way. So the three musketeers of tarot decks, I would say, are the Rider Waite, the one I have here, which is the classic storyteller, which is also called the Rider Waite Smith Tarot, the Thoth, which is also called the Crowley Harris Thoth Tarot, a mystical masterpiece, and the tarot deck Marseille, which is basically like you are connecting with ancient whispers. So you can take your pick. I love the writer tarot. I've actually never worked with the both, but I am very familiar with the writer. I feel very called to the writer, but I would like to explore the others if I ever feel the nudge to. Like Oracle decks, you kind of find the one that calls you, that's nudging you. Or you can pick at random if you are having a hard time deciding which one to choose. And if so, I'd choose the classic storyteller, the writer weight. And of course, there's going to be different meanings for different folks, but there's going to also be many meanings that people learn from ancient sages, or perhaps they've got from their own spirit guides that throw them two cents on a certain meaning. And so tarot is just a language spoken by the heart. It's got many different dialects. You can definitely create your own meaning with tarot. If a card happens to speak to you in a different language, then just let it and let those intuitive gates just swing wide open. Let them open your eyes to another perspective that perhaps maybe you weren't seeing before or open your 
creative senses. And like I said, there's just so many different ways to use tarot. The sky really is the limit, as I think that tarot's a jack of all trades. So from fortune telling and personal growth to even life coaching and magic rituals, it's just a wonderful way to get creative. It's like it's a cosmic canvas. And so with what is a tarot spread? There are so many different tarot spreads. Like today, I'm going to do the simple card for this collective reading, but you can also do past, present, future spread, which is another classic. There's also two cards that might allow us to make certain connections intuitively. You can just draw two cards. There's the popular Celtic spread or the horseshoe tarot spread, or I really like the soul journey tarot spread, which you kind of, you ask the questions, where has my soul been? What has she done? What does she bring back? And how do I welcome her? And this was created by Rachel Pollock. Again, the sky's the limit. And you can definitely read tarot for yourself. Of course, it's nice to have a tarot deck reading from somebody who's so familiar, who who's mastered these cards, who's a complete expert. It's very helpful, in fact, and they can help guide you in your interpretation as well. But of course, you can just grab a deck and figure it out yourself. Sometimes you can grab the deck you want. Let's say you do this single card, and you can Google what that card means. There's many different sites that will tell you, okay, you pulled this card and it's face upside down, what this means, or it's face upright, what this means. Perhaps your question had something to do with love or money or health or whatever it was. You can find that specific interpretation as well. It's very simple to use a card and we have so many resources at our fingertips to help guide us using tarot. But also we can do intuitive tarot readings, you know, we can toss away that little white book and let the card speak to our soul because it's not about memorizing meanings. It's about simply letting the story flow from within us and trust those intuitive vibrations, the intuitive vibes, and let the tarot just speak to us. And also I want to say that it's important to care for your tarot deck. You know, a lot of tarot practitioners like to maintain a healthy deck. They think that's key, so they might sage it for a little cleansing, or they'll keep it at their altar, or both. Usually all of these actually keep it at an altar, a sacred space, perhaps lay it on some crystals that have been charged and charge it with some of those healing powers. Of course, respect it like you do your decor in your home and your clothes and keep it away from a lot of dust. Keep it undusted. Keep it snug in a bag or box. Keep it in a safe place. And then when you pull the tarot, first of course, you got to choose that tarot deck and then shuffle the cards, perhaps summoning your spirit guides for some cosmic counsel, or you could just, you know, talk with the universe, talk with your higher power, whatever way gets you in the zone to feel connected with the cards and whoever you feel like is going to be helping you receive the message or just connect with the cards. You know, some people knock or they'll tap. I tap with two fingers, the pile of cards several times to help just spread my energy into the deck, give the cards another thorough shuffle, and then cut the cards into three piles and put them into one pile. And then once you do that, you are ready to start your reading. You know, maybe maybe one did just jump out when you were shuffling the cards, great. But if not, spread the cards on the floor or table and choose the cards that you just happen to connect with, that you just happen to be drawn to. And then after that, you can look at the picture and interpret it yourself and or consult the guidebook. Check out the guidebook and see what, what message it shares with you. And then that's 101, Tarot 101. I mean, there's so much. It's a very simple, but also it's got a lot of history, a lot of complexity. It's got a beautiful history, in fact, I'd say, which I didn't even get into, but I want to 
just briefly share that tarot's roots, it goes all the way back to the 15th century in Italy, actually. That was the birth of tarot. And then in the late 18th century, it enters into a more esoteric realm. And then, of course, in the 19th century, we've got the occult revival where it found a prominent place in different mystical circles. And there was a strong resurgence of its interests in the occult. And then tarot actually went mainstream in the 20th century, especially the Rider-Waite Tarot, published in 1910, became just the cornerstone for many modern tarot decks. And its popularity surged in the 1960s and 70s with the New Age movement, simply just increased interest in many different alternative spiritual practices. So now, today, 21st century, tarot is just diverse and vibrant, and there's so many different decks, and the symbolism with tarot cards are just so rich of tradition from a variety of different expertise will interpret the cards in so many different diverse ways or maybe anybody that might be a novice in anything esoteric can just pick it up and still blend their intuition with a deep understanding because of the symbolic language that happens to be on the cards, which is very beautiful. It's helpful. And so tarot's history, I mean, it's just a long part of our time and culture. The great divination tool to connect with the universe and gain some personal insight and also perhaps help with artistic expression. It will help continue to spread its magic through our own magic and also our collective consciousness. And so with that said, let's do a collective reading. I love a natural look with some shimmer. I love that lightly soft contour, but add, of course, some shimmer and some blush, some highlighter, a whisk of eyeliner on the outer edges, and, of course, a strong lengthening mascara that does not clump or flake. That's basically the look I usually go for. So whether you like a more natural look or full glam or somewhere in between, you'd love Thrive Cosmetics because you're not only getting quality cosmetics, but you're also contributing to a good cause. And you also might already know of them as they have a pretty viral, vibrant turquoise tube on social media for their mascara. And it is a game changer. It is. I'm so happy that Thrive Cosmetics is not just stunning, but also 100% vegan and cruelty-free. And it's packed with clean, skin-loving ingredients. Their high-performance formula set the bar high with uncompromising standards. So no wonder their bestsellers boast thousands of glowing five-star reviews. And what also makes them even more special is that every purchase with Thrive Cosmetics contributes to making communities thrive. Hence the name. I mean, it's also spelled C-A-U-S-E Medics. Thrive Cosmetics. So it's not just about beauty. I mean, they're truly about giving back. So with your support, they donate products and funds to support communities in need through responsive giving. That's why they've been my beauty obsession since 2020. I've been using their Liquid Lash Extensions Mascara since 2020. I mean, this is a magical mascara that lasts all day without a hint of clumping or smudging or flaking. And removal is a breeze as all I need is warm water and a washcloth. Pretty simple. And also here's the best part. The nourishing ingredients in this flake-free tubing formula not only gives you the length and definition that you crave, but also it supports longer, stronger, and healthier looking lashes over time. It's a love story for your lashes. So Thrive Cosmetics is luxury beauty that gives back. Right now, you can get an exclusive 20% off your first order at thrivecosmetics.com magic. That's Thrive Cosmetics, C-A-U-S-E-M-E-T-I-C-S 
com slash magic for 20% off your first order. Oh my word, two cards fell out. Two cards fell out. So I guess we're going to actually have a combination card. And so we'll see, we'll see what comes through. I'm curious. Ooh, okay. The Hierophant and Queen of Cups. Okay, so what I know about the Hierophant, especially looking at the card, let's first, we'll first examine the Hierophant and then we'll look at Queen of Cups and then come up with a combined intuitive reading. So we got the Hierophant, which is the masculine counterpart to the High Priestess, also known as the Pope or the teacher in certain tarot decks, and it's under the rule of Taurus. And so the Hierophant is a sacred figure that, I mean, if you look at a picture, you can Google the picture. It is, it looks like a sacred figure, kind of like the Pope or someone who is amidst two different pillars. It looks like he's in a divine temple. There are people looking up, perhaps adoring them and hoping for some insight and he does look very regal. He has three robes, red, blue, and white, and he wears a three-tiered crown, as I can see. And, you know, this could symbolize dominion over the conscious or subconscious and the super consciousness worlds. That's a lot of times what the three tiers can mean. And so I can tell that this obviously establishes a framework of spiritual values and beliefs. And so kind of fitting for this podcast right now, it's telling us to work with a special teacher or mentor or guide to help us impart spiritual knowledge in a structured manner. And so this figure, I would say, you know, it could urge us to confront the dichotomy of structure or perhaps confront our what our soul is telling us versus what our ego is telling us and continue to really pray and pursue, actively pursue the spiritual meaning behind what is going on. So maybe there is something that is really bothering you in life or you're having a challenge with and maybe there's a higher reason for this and maybe it's time to pray or consult your guides or your angels or whoever to receive this answer. Another way to interpret this as well is to brace ourselves for we're about to enter some sort of stage where there's going to be a lot of rules and perhaps it's rigidness in structure that makes us feel a little boxed and just trust that we'll still be able to roam free. We don't have to confined to these boxes and allow ourselves yeah to be that free flowing spirit i also think that it helps us it's telling us to continue to explore higher values even esoteric principles and of course you know question like the boxes question the religious doctrines and the nature of these inquiries might remain ambiguous and they could serve for our spiritual growth or challenge us on our foundations of what of our religious upbringing unchecked dogma can also be very detrimental and maybe we are feeling very confined by some sort of dogmatic practice whether it's religious or spiritual i've said this many times but i do believe there's a lot of spiritual communities or beliefs out there that are very dogmatic they see something very black and white when it might be a little more nuanced than that and so to perhaps question whatever it is that we might be sinking into or we might be pulled into question those who are teaching us question those who let's say you listen to a lot of people online or maybe even in person you go to some sort of event and there's a leader of this pack or there's the person that is channeling these messages this is kind of telling me to question them they're human too so perhaps not everything is a hundred percent spot on 
And maybe it's not to go out and seek wisdom from someone else or from a guide, but from within yourself. Ooh, also the Queen of Cups popped out and the Queen of Cups is very caring because she's, she's compassionate. She's understanding. She's nurturing. She's sensitive. She has that mother energy that just holds us in a warm blanket. So the Queen of Cups is someone who supports others by listening with their heart. So with the Hierophant and the Queen of Cups, I feel this means a few things. There could be someone who has that mother nurturing energy that could give us the best advice for whatever it is we're going to, or it could also just be a reminder for you that you are highly intuitive and you are meant to, whoever's listening to this is meant to help be a guide, help be a source of love and light and information for others when they are seeking guidance because you have such a strong sense of how to communicate effectively and enable others to feel heard and understood and seen. And so people might come to you and confide in their personal issues that's going on in their life regarding perhaps their health, their well-being, their relationships, their work, their career, their emotions, their feelings, whatever it is. They feel that they can trust you and that you will have their back. And not only that you'll have their back, but you'll also have the right solution because there's something within you that knows how to draw from source and naturally, innately, it's not like you try to do so, but you just trust that whatever innate guidance you feel to share with someone is exactly what they need to hear. Someone's about to come to you for some great insight and they need you to be some sort of counselor or healer or just a good friend, you know? And in this, you'll be able to trust your heart, trust your inner guidance that's going to lead you and your voice, whatever your voice says, in the right direction to help them, but also with whatever you're going through because you, I mean, the Queen of Cups, you have such a strong intuition, you know, and with the Hierophant, you know that you have this connection to Source where you're going to be able to find the greatest wisdom within you and feel open to receive the intuitive messages that just flow through you. Also, it could be through dreams or visualization or meditation that you receive this information and you're just going to feel it all and you're going to feel it so strongly that you're going to know that this is all right. This is all healthy. This is well-grounded and this is emotionally sound. Yeah, in some, I just definitely think whatever challenges you're facing right now, it's okay to receive some sort of universal insight. <laughs> anyway, with that being said, I hope you have a magical rest of your day. And in March, there's going to be guests, which is exciting. It's been a minute since I've had some guests on, but I think the second week of March or something, there will be finally conversations with guests. I might do a solo midweek. I'm still figuring out how I'm navigating 2024 with your own magic. I feel very refreshed, revitalized, and I like having these themes. I think having this February Oracle theme has been so fun and again, refreshing. I like to change things up, but we will be going back to a lot of the classic Your Own Magic episodes with the interviews. It's been a minute. It's been a minute, but I'm looking forward to it. I have some very interesting people coming up. Stay tuned for that. And again, thank you so much for tuning into this episode. With that said, I'm sending my love. Yomis, that is a wrap. I hope this episode was expanding for you in some way, shape, or form. Feel free to visit our site at yourownmagic.com or check out my shop 
eyesofaspen.com. Connect with the other Your Own Magic listeners. We would love to see more conversations started on the Your Own Magic Facebook group. So with all that being said, thank you so much again for tuning in and I hope you have a magical rest of your day.